This is a podcast by Lumina, the perfect space to innovate, collaborate, and grow in health, science, and tech. Dr. John Field, welcome to Health Tech Talks. Thanks very much for having me. John, you're a busy intensive care specialist in the ICU at Gold Coast University Hospital, but when you go home from a shift, you don't just put your feet up, you turn your attention to your other role as CEO of Docto, Australia's online hospital, and it's through this work that you've been described as a medico revolutionising the health industry. John, I'm totally intrigued by the idea of an online hospital. How does Docto work? Well, I am a medical specialist and I have been working in a hospital environment my entire professional life and myself and my colleagues had the notion that we would create a telehealth version of what we do in our terrestrial lives if you like and the idea sprouted back in 2014 when Tim Haraway and Andrew Jones and I were working in the the travel insurance industry and and with that we were often asked to talk to patients overseas, expatriates, tourists who needed medical advice. And we were struck by how cumbersome and difficult that was to arrange. So we set out to build a mechanism of connecting ourselves as medical specialists with Australian travellers and expatriates. And we developed the concept of an online hospital where we have a 24-hour virtual emergency department staffed by emergency physicians and medical specialists outpatients, if you like, where we create an appointment, a telehealth appointment with a cohort of medical specialists who were eager to be involved at the outset. And and since then, the, the cohort, the team has grown. And now we have a large network of specialists who are involved. It, it really is an online virtual telehealth hospital. So from idea to launch, John, how long was that? Well, we we set about it in 2014. 2015 was largely development. And I think we got our first customer towards the end of 2015 at the um, travel insurance company who took us on, which was a fantastic boost. And we were able to develop things from there. Can you talk us through, John, the process to set Docto up? Well, to start with, a bunch of us just chucked in some money. It was about six of us, all medical specialists, a neurologist, a urologist, infectious disease, ICU and emergency medicine. Um, we all put in a bit of money and we set about trying to create a tech platform to do it on. And at that stage, 2015, the options for video and audio APIs embedded in, in an application, web application, were, were much more limited than they are now. So that was a challenge in itself, finding a developer or development team who could help us create something and we battled a bit with that and I have to say we had a couple of false starts but we were operational and what we simply did was continue to build the platform around what what our needs were of our, our practical functional needs and as we got busier and the scope got broader we layered in extra things we had to rebuild it a couple of times but now we've got a very a solid tech development team in-house who've been with us really for a number of years now and and the project's going, you know, really well. It's really exciting. So you mentioned there about your in-house tech team. What technology do you use? Well, it's all proprietary software. So we've developed our own platform. Everything in there is built from hard-coded from the ground up. And we've built it, we created it, as I say, to be able to do what we do, to consult online. 
booking system, database of patients and doctors, consulting rooms, of course, with real-time video, audio, file sharing, etc., electronic medical record, etc., etc., and all, all the little extras that go into trying to connect people in a, in a timely fashion, reminders and SMSs and, you know, that sort of thing. So it's been a very interesting journey. What about patient privacy online, John? Can patients be confident their information is safe? Absolutely. It's something we're very conscious of. And that's been, you know, part of the challenge is locking it down sufficiently, but at the same time, making it easy to use. And that's the balance with all these things. Aside from that, John, what's been your biggest challenge? Gee, there's been plenty of challenges. Look, I I think early on, it was the tech. We had three rebuilds because I have to say that when it comes to tech, I, I mean, I was a complete novice and it was hard to know what to look for. And everybody you asked in the tech industry, software developers, all say, they all say, yes, I can do it. And you don't know that they can't until you've spent 50 grand. And that was a challenge and some, somewhat frustrating. And latterly, I would say the challenges are around, well, obviously customers, um, corporate customers in particular, you know, that's a big boost if you can get a corporate customer, but but getting patients through the door um, and getting the word out to them with digital marketing, which again, I have to say that the, the whole SEO, SEM dark art, which you'll know all about, it's less of a dark art for me now. I'm a bit more savvy about it. But again, a couple of false starts there and you don't know, <laughs> you don't know until you've poured money down, you know, down that funnel, the SEO funnel until you know what works and what doesn't. So that, that's been a challenge. But it's getting people to hearts and minds to a degree. And particularly early on in the first few years where telehealth was very new, it's much easier in many ways since COVID because telehealth becomes has become suddenly accepted and mainstream. But um, it was certainly for the first few years, it was winning hearts and minds. And I have to say the doctors were you know, were, were, were the sticking points many times because it was t- so new to them so far. And the patients just loved it. You know, if you're an expat in Singapore or, or you live out in rural WA, you, they couldn't believe how wonderful it was to be connected to an orthopaedic surgeon or a cardiologist or a neurologist uh, on the end of the phone or, you know, the, or on the laptop. And they just thought it was wonderful. But getting the, the doctors on board was a little bit harder, not just because of the concept, but because, you know, the good ones are busy. And John, speaking of doctors, what specialties do you have available online now? Well, we have done consultations in 32 specialties. So we've got referral pathways for all the mainstream and many of the less known specialties. And what's nice is that because we've got so many miles on the clock now, we are able to match referrals we get with the best specialist within that specialty, both from expertise point of view, but also accessibility, cost comes into it. Yeah, we, we pretty much have done them all now. And the most popular ones would be recently psychiatry, dermatology, neurology, and pediatrics. I'm intrigued about how an emergency consult can happen. Usually if someone's needing that acute care, they'd come into an emergency department. Mm. How does an emergency consult work? Well, you can go to our site and press the button and you enter your details and the doctor pops up. We do them in real time, the emergency ones, because we've modelled it like an emergency department where you don't need an appointment, just rock up and you're seen when possible, i.e. as early as possible. And we've got a little tiered system. There's usually two doctors, sometimes more consulting, depending on demand at the time. And after you click the button, consult ensues and... 
That's the way it works. They may get to a point where they have to say, you actually need to go into an emergency department. Yes, absolutely. There are some cases where we can't add value or that the patient needs a face-to-face, face-to-face consultation and you know we'll facilitate that and refer them on as needed. One of the areas I see that you would be adding massive value is giving patients the opportunity to see a specialist sooner. Is that the case? Yes, absolutely. And that's really our main point of difference, I think, as, as a telehealth service is our cohort of specialists. And we're a medical specialist telehealth service. We, we've got no desire to be a general practice one. There's plenty that's well serviced um, by some great providers. So, you know, we want to we want to do medical specialists. And this is what excites us most and interests us most and what we set out to do originally. And particularly this last couple of years where we, we've launched a, a project to support rural GPs in Queensland who may not feel they have adequate access to specialists for their patients and who may not have either established referral pathways or accessible specialists at the end of them who can see their patients in a timely fashion. So the project we're working on at the moment is specifically rural Queensland to try and get patients through into specialists, uh, you know, to see their specialists as quickly as possible. Are you finding that most of the people reaching out to you for the service are expats and regional rural people or are you getting people from everywhere now? Not expats these days. It's rural is our main clientele. So we've got a, there's a community in Far North WA who've been using us for a long time. Uh, more recently, rural Queensland for the specialists um, on, the, on the end of the campaign that we're currently running. And um, as I say, we cover all medical specialties and, uh, and some particularly lend themselves well to telehealth. John, what's your vision with Docto? Well, what we're trying to do is establish a referral hub, as I say, for the GPs in rural Australia who have difficulty accessing specialist uh, advice and specialist uh, treatment for their patients. So we want to become a, a hub where we can get patients referred in, referred out to the, to the specialists. And of course, we host and coordinate the consultations on our platform. And we want to build that network and be a national provider, which we are. But of course, there's, uh, there's much more to do. You're listening to Health Tech Talks, a podcast series delivered by Lumina. To find out more about Lumina, visit the website luminagoldcoast.com.au and sign up today to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack. John, how do you think Lumina can help others looking to start a business in the health tech sector to develop and grow? Well, can you bring customers? (laughs) Customers is what we all need. There's so many things, there's so many links in the chain getting reliable tech development i think connecting startups with with developers who can actually do what they say they can do easy access to advice on seo and sem where where there's not a vested interest in making you spend money that's not going to help marketing in general but connecting entrepreneurs with the markets that they want to tap into, you know, and that's the ultimate thing is, is if you can get your MVP up and running and then bring some, bring some business through the door that, you know, you're, you're away then and anything you can do to connect those dots up is going to be hugely helpful. So John, it's really about collaboration and linkages to people who really do know what they're talking about. Yes. Uh, and all, all those things which you don't know about to start with um, that are going to come, particularly when it comes to things like digital marketing, um, SEO, trademarks and IP, all those things that you learn as you go. And as 
I mean, I've been very lucky because we just have such a fantastic core team and I have lots of friends who are you know, extremely smart in the business world that I can lean on and ask them questions. So I'm really lucky. I've got a great team at Docto. So you've just got to be able to ask people for the advice you need um, to point you in the right direction. And having access to that expertise is hugely important. If you could go back to 2014, 15 mm. and start again, what mm. would you do differently? <laughs> If I'd known how much work it was going to be, I don't know if I'd have embarked on it. I'm so glad I did, though, because it's just been an amazing journey and and one I'm looking forward to continuing. Look, I mean, you've got to, you've got to have some wins and losses, and it'd be great to, in many ways, to tiptoe around the losses. And when I say losses, I mean things like false starts with tech and and you know, making a tech development where it doesn't work out quite, and you've got to go back to square one. You know, but you, you learn from those mistakes. Uh, I don't have any regrets, really. I, you know, I'm looking forward to the next stage. And John, what key messages do you have for entrepreneurs with an idea they believe could transform or support healthcare? Well, look, firstly, if the idea is a unique one, you'll just have to discuss and tease out the, the niche that you want to develop. If it's one that's already being done to death, and since COVID came, there are an awful lot of tech health uh, startups and providers so make sure the idea has a unique value proposition. Surround yourself by good people. And if you can get some funding or put your, put your own money in, which is inevitably what you'll have to do to start with, get it off the ground and, and you know, have, a, have a crack. And at the end of the day, you're just going to have to have a crack because you can't completely predict what's going to happen. You're going to have to test it. Do you think it's important, John, to be doing something in your own field? So you've done this in health, which you know well. Could you do something completely outside of your field with the right support? Well, you've got, you, you've got to, I think you have to know what you're doing. You've got to have an idea about where you're headed. Otherwise, you know, you're going you're gonna to fall by the wayside, I think. So, I mean, we've been hugely lucky. The doctors that are providing the telehealth and doctor are the doctors that I work with in my terrestrial practice and and the business advice that's that I can get are, are friends and colleagues from other walks of life so you know I've been I've just been very lucky with all that stuff John how do you fit it all in you work in the ICU you're CEO of Docto you have a family how do you manage it all with difficulty it's a bit of a juggle uh, the Docto side of things is we're forever trying to automate and streamline things and that's one of the nice things about tech is that you you know you're always looking for a little way of streamlining and automating the process so yeah it's a forever juggle and it's an ongoing rebalance and that process no doubt will continue so in summary john if you have an idea surround yourself with like-minded people find your team ask for help and don't give up would that be a fair summary Yes, yes. At the end of the day, though, you're going to make some mistakes, but that's uh, that's the only way forward. Uh, and have a crack and, and 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 test it. John, thank you so much for chatting with Health Tech Talks today. It's been fantastic, and all the very best with Docto. I can't wait to catch up in another six years' time and see where things are at. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to find out more about Docto, visit www.docto.com.au. That's D-O-C-T-O.com.au. To learn more about Lumina and how we work with health tech startups, visit luminagoldcoast.com.au. And don't forget to sign up to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack today.